1: the walk pod pre-match phone in trying something a little bit different this week because in case you hadn't heard there's a big game happening tomorrow so i thought you know we could just kick it if you want to give your thoughts you can request to speak and tell me how you're feeling about tomorrow um Obviously, it's a it's a very big game. We're coming off the back of the Burnley game, which you know is not ideal in the sense that we sort of need points against those teams that are in the relegation shit with us. Whether or not you think that Burnley are in in the relegation shit with us, I think they are. Um, some people may disagree with that because they've spent 100 mil and they have Vincent Company as, as, uh, as their manager. But I just want people to come and riff with me. And uh, I'll bring in our first speaker, which is in Tom Lockyer, we trust. I actually don't know your, your actual name, mate. Uh, you can tell me that. And uh, good evening.
2: <laughs> good evening, mate. My name is actually Simon. I'm not really overly fond of expressing my identity on Twitter for
1: Ooh. obvious reasons, but well thank you very much Simon for you know coming on and uh and and uh, giving us your actual name uh behind no, the, no the lucky no avatar. Uh, <laughs> I
2: think that's how everyone knows me to be honest.
1: <laughs> yeah yeah we we do we, that that's how, that is how we know you uh, the, the guy you're just a bundle of positivity on twitter. We I what's
2: do try podcast? to be
1: yeah i it's think nice. it's
2: so easy it's so easy to get mired down in negativity on twitter in regards to football that sometimes being positive but not overly so you know being realistic as well has its benefits
1: mm. yeah man you you tweet like uh like i do after i've had like four or five or six beers <laughs>
2: i'll take you as a compliment
1: <laughs> yeah no it, it's good like the uh the beers give me the the confidence to tweet optimistically. Like normally, I'm I rein in the optimism really. Um, but how how are you feeling ahead of tomorrow?
2: Well, for me, this is going to be the toughest game of the season so far. Um, Spurs are just overflowing with confidence. You've got Madison who is just performing out of his socks right now, and I'm worried that if we don't get enough men in the middle of that park, then we might be overrun a bit. Um, Sander Berg in the Burnley game was absolutely dominating the midfield in that first half. And, you know, I hope that we can get to grips with the game quick enough where we don't get too far behind too quickly and we're just fighting to stay in it for the 90 minutes. That would be a positive for me.
1: Yeah, oh, very, very much so. Can you imagine if we conceded in the first half? you know, in the first 10 minutes, that would just be an absolute gut punch because then you have like a proper mountain to climb. So are you thinking it's just a case of playing as tight as possible tomorrow?
2: I think we're going to have to be as compact as we possibly can be. Um, Son, as well, he is on fire this season. He is going to be a real handful. I think to get Joy, we're going to have to set Bené off as often as we possibly can and just try to, you know, drive forward as a team, as one, try to make advantage of the set pieces, you know, use our height, use our strengths, you know, and it's football. The Premier League, strange things happen. Stranger things have happened in that league than Luton Town winning a football match.
1: Yeah, well, as a wise man once said, I think it was Abraham Lincoln. I've seen the, the screenshot of it online. Never back the early kickoff because, oh, you know, some stuff can happen.
2: Yes, exactly. And, you know, as we've seen over the last 10 years, the fact that we are going to be hosting Tottenham at Kenilworth Road tomorrow is special in itself. We have to enjoy these moments. You know, we have to get the crowd behind the lads 100% as best we can because that's we can tell that the boys feed off that. Look at Morris in the last game in that second half, ging up the crowd because he knows that Kenilworth Road is the 12th man and it can
1: help. Yeah, it's a proper secret weapon, isn't it? Because you you just don't... I don't know if you've been away uh, yet this season, but the atmospheres in other grounds is absolute shit. Yes, yes.
2: Full of complete, you know, silence from what I can gather. Um, You know... But we've got to get used to that and take advantage of it. We've got to we've got to be loud. We've got to be there, even when the results aren't going our way. And to be fair, I think most of the fans have been really on side with the team and being patient and waiting for things to come together. And I think we've seen vast improvements all over the pitch. Lukonga being injured so quickly, you know, that hurt because he was slotting in so well.
1: Yeah, well, so do you reckon Pelly... Has his job cut out for him tomorrow then?
2: Pelly, you know, I love Pelly. I think, you know, he's got to grips with every league we've been in. He seems to be a bit shell-shocked by the pace of what goes on in the middle of the field. Uh, But if anyone can get hold of a game when it's desperately needed, Pelly has done that for us. Um, But there's an argument to be made. If Barclays fit, what do we do? Does Pelly come out to maybe give us a little more
1: quality edge
2: in those attacks? I don't know. It's it's a tough one.
1: I don't know. It, it seems a case of horses for causes. Because if Barclays there, you, you need to find a formation that sort of fits him in there. I reckon we could go back to seeing uh, a midfield three. Because, you know, you pointed out the Burnley game. Sander Berger just... Um, he found it too easy just to sidestep our midfield. Um, especially when Nakamba was sort of rampaging forward, leaving Pelly to sort of do the defensive midfield duties and it, it kind of it just left us gaping. It really yes. did leave us gaping at the back.
2: Exactly. And Nakamba, my word, he is playing like a man possessed. A mad ridiculous.
1: He he's he's been ridiculous this season. He really has. I think it was something like 31 tackles so far this season. It is indeed. I I tweeted that out myself. Um, <laughs> even when we were a game behind everyone else, he was still on 26. Eve was on 25, having played a game more. And now it's 31 and Eve Bissoum is still on 25. So Insanity. tomorrow it's going to be a proper biting midfield battle. It really will be. The game
2: will be decided in the middle of the park. And look, we're under no illusions. Tottenham are a strong team. And under Ange, they look like a serious contender this season. They haven't necessarily got that out-and-out striker, you know, but that hasn't really cost them so far this season since Kane's left. Um, So, you know... We take advantage of our strengths, like our height, set pieces, be physical. Colton Morris is going to give whoever is up against him tomorrow a hell of an afternoon. I will tell you that.
1: Yeah, I reckon he'll be standing on Mickey Van Der Ven because he's less physical than Christian Romero, but he might go and try and wind up Romero, maybe get him sent off, or you know, he, he essentially will be using like all the dark arts possible tomorrow. That's well.
2: All the hope in the world. Thanks for asking me to pop on tonight. It's been lovely. I'll uh, let you get to the next speaker, and uh, hopefully we can talk again after after the game with a positive result.
1: Yeah, well, you know, drop by the post match space as well. Like, cheers, Si. Really, not a problem, you mate. Thanks on. for having me on. All right, no
3: worries. Uh, right, let's fine. go
1: to Christian. Christian, mate, do you want to unmute and tell us your thoughts on the game tomorrow? Good evening.
3: Yeah, so, um, so some of you might know me from the Discord. I am from the United States, not not anywhere from Luton. Are um, oh, you're, you're
1: C-Voss?
3: Yes, I am.
1: Hey, um, C-Voss. Hey, good to have you along, mate.
3: Thank you. Thank you. I was just going to say, I was going to say, thinking about tomorrow, yeah, Tottenham Hospers is is great team. They look like serious contenders in the Premier League, but uh, – but, when Luton Town is playing on point, which we know they can, I mean, you see uh, Colton Morris, you see Marvelous Nakamba, you see these players are playing at their top level. It's a dangerous team, and honestly, going into tomorrow, if Luton Town is playing good, I don't see why a one-one draw or a two-one win is any way out of the question. Um, uh, you know, just just from what I've kind of gathered about the Premier League. Uh, It seems like teams at the bottom of the table, sometimes they will pull off the most miraculous upsets and beat serious contenders, even league champions. Um, And that ends up leading to them surviving. Uh, So I see tomorrow as an opportunity to pull off one of those upsets. And quite honestly, I think if tomorrow goes good, I think that's going to keep flowing into the next few matches. And I think Luton Townsend will be coming out pretty strong next few matches should tomorrow go well.
1: Yeah, well, the thing about Luton Town is we relish being the underdog. We really do. Um, it's pretty much what's propelled us up through the leagues over the last decade. But well, right, yeah, it, yeah, it's galvanised us, uh, and very much so. Like tomorrow, we are going as the underdogs, and like I love your positivity in, in thinking one-one or two-one, Luton. Now, that is that is fantastic. We need that positivity.
3: Y- yeah, I mean, I mean. I'm not someone who, who is, like, super familiar with, with uh, football. I'm not, I'm, I'm not someone who's coming in as, you know, a 20-year veteran, you know, watching the sport knowing how games are going to go. But just what I've seen from this team, not only uh, this year thus far, but also looking at kind of highlights and games from last year and, and, and even years previous, this is a good team. And yes, and, yes, relishing being the underdogs is a big part of what uh, the Hatters do. But like the previous speaker said, when you're in Kenilworth Road, that's like a twelfth man out there, uh, and that's a really huge advantage uh, for these players. So I think if it was on, a, I think if it was at Spurs, I think maybe you know a one-one draw or a two-one win would be very much out of the question. But I think since it's at Kenilworth Road, I don't see why that's out of the question. I think I think the fans tomorrow are going to make a big difference yeah what well, you, you've hit the nail on the head there like
1: anything can happen at Kenilworth Road like we saw that with Sunderland where we went to the Stadium of Light we lost two one because you know a big stadium like that like sort of like Spurs, although Spurs is a slightly bigger stadium, but when we brought it back to the Kenny, we played them off the park uh they they didn't have a chance um that that is what Kenilworth Road when it's on point can do and we really need everyone tomorrow we need everyone to be noisy we need everyone to be as intimidating as possible obviously not doing what we did in the the Sunderland game where someone made contact with um Diallo. but yeah you're you're 100% right there thank you Christian like stay stay in the the space in the in the speaker section because we'll probably come back to you in a bit uh pure Luton mate do you fancy um Unmuted. Hello. I hope you've kept the vodka at bay tonight. Good evening.
4: No, no, no. Pure, pure water tonight for me. Nothing, <laughs> no, nothing too bad, thankfully. But yeah.
1: Well, how are you feeling ahead of tomorrow?
4: It's not. It's not an easy one. I think without without Le Conga in that middle. I think from what we saw with or that space on Tuesday night. I mean, you've got potentially ten times the player in Madison occupying that space. It's not. I think if it needs to be much more compact than we had in previous games, or else their attack can hurt us. But I mean, the Kenny as well has to. I think the Kenny has to be pff, ten times louder than it was on Tuesday night. We need to get right on top of Spurs and hopefully intimidate them enough that maybe they crumble under the pressure. But you know, and I think I think coming into the season, I said we we would be. At least one of the big six at home. One of them will crumble, and I said it would probably be Spurs, but under Ange, they look like a different team, so not too sure.
1: But do you think we could perhaps tomorrow see a Spurs-like performance, like a vintage shitty Spurs-like performance where they do crumble? Is there a possibility?
4: I mean, there always is with Spurs, but I mean, the Spurs—I mean—they look completely different this season to the Spurs of the last few years, and. So they do have a few injuries as well, which may help us, but they've still got Madison's Son available. So it's it's a big ask to get anything tomorrow. tomorrow's. But I think, so yeah, if there's any hope of us getting anything, it's going to be just you know the Kenny fans right on top of them. Well,
1: I've I've seen some reports online where people have Spurs fans have said that Spurs struggle to break down a low block like potentially we could go into a low block tomorrow aim to frustrate them hit them on the break and we we do have that pace uh although i i feel ogbene uh doughty and brown although I, I personally I wouldn't go for brown i'd go for ogbene on brown's side and perhaps giles um where ogbene has been playing in front of doughty um we we got that pace on the break and there's always the potential that we can hit them on the break.
4: Yeah. Although Spurs this season have do I guess with at the back, they've got Van De Ven who's rapid, Oh yeah, he's rapid,
1: fast. isn't he? he oh, have got
4: Yudoji, he's fast. And then Romero, who's obviously not I think he's rapid, but he's a very, very good defender. Well it's World not, Cup winner, isn't he? Yeah, it's not they're not gonna be it's they're not gonna be easy to hit on the counter, I don't think. But Ogbene this season has, has been unreal. I think Ogbene at Romero, obviously Romero, great defender, but if you can get him, just get him in behind with his pace, I think Ogbeni could be dangerous. See, but
1: I'd love to see a foot race between Van de Ven and Ogbeni.
4: Hmm. That'd think... be
1: surreal, wouldn't it?
4: Yeah, I think I, th- I think I, th- I think we could back chairs. Come kind of on top of that, Cause if you look at the stat, second fastest player in the league, then you know why not? But
1: well, no, Ogbené's the fastest player in the league this season.
4: Oh, is he? Yeah, he's
1: the fastest. He's the second fastest since the twenty 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 one
4: season. Oh. But
1: uh, as stats go, this season he is the fastest.
4: Yeah, well, he's been he's been so good since he came into the team that him him Morris they just got kind of got a carry us in terms of attacking a se- attacking threat this season because we don't really look like we have much else up there, so it's not. With, I mean Brown. He works hard, but he's not. I think he's not really got the technical technical ability of either Morris or of Bene, So certainly not enough to threaten Spurs. I don't think so. I mean he might not even start. Wouldn't be surprised if Chong comes in.
1: Yeah, Chong. Run. Chong was very impressive in that brief cameo, was he not?
4: Yeah, well he clearly had a point to prove. You know he's our record signing. Started the season and got dropped. He's just, he's got a point to prove. So I mean the only thing that would worry is against the team with the quality of Spurs attack, Brown offers a lot more defensively than Chong, which is probably a reason that he'll probably stick with Brown tomorrow, but I think Chong could, Chong could definitely play a part.
1: I I personally hope that, I, like, look, I'm not going to try and pretend that I know more about tactics than Rob Edwards, but I hope that we we revert back to a three-man midfield, because we need to sort yeah, of we, keep Nakamba we... in that cage. We need to keep Nakamba in our own half, keep yeah. like keeping the play in front of him
4: essentially. I think that's that's the main reason why Lekonga, Rolo is such a big miss because I think it was clear at, at Fulham and against Wolves that Lekonga just it, it cuts off so much of what Marv needs to do. He can he's I think this evening's I think he started the season pretty poorly in the camp, but I think it's because he had to cover had to cover so much ground and he just couldn't do it all. But then now he's, now when he had Lekonga for those two games, he looked a hundred times better. But so but now with Pelly doesn't doesn't really his defensive skills aren't aren't great. I think Marv will have a tough t- tougher time tomorrow, as I think he probably did against Burnley, with clearly that first goal with all the Space Burge had.
1: Yeah. Well you know, it's almost as if um, when when Pelle was Sort of just isolated in the middle with Marv pushing forward, it did leave that space, and you know yeah. Marv was just trying to do too much, wasn't he?
4: Yeah, we 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 can't afford we can't afford that space tomorrow. I mean, no. we can got got away maybe got away with it a little, bit. obviously not for the first goal when they got away with it a little bit more with Burge, but we will with with someone like Madison in that space who just rip us yeah. apart one way or another. Exactly. Um, but stay stay on as a speaker. I'm just
1: going to bring my co-host Ian, who's gonna give us <clears> a <throat> scout report on uh Andros Townsend. And Ian, I understand oh. sorry I didn't see your message. I understand you have to go soon.
5: Hey mate, yeah, sorry, just on the way back from the game. But um how was the game? Leeds were very good to be fair. Um they were cat one, they we're a cat three, so it kind of showed, but um second half pumps was really good. Um Townsend had probably a 10-minute spell in the game. You could tell his fitness was all over the shop. didn't seem to have that same determination as everybody else either. But um, Berger and Matthews Lewis were really good. Lynch was good when he came on. So, yeah, that was good. Good to watch him. But his second half were really good. Lots of pressure.
1: Yeah, well, allegedly Townsend's been um, very good in training all week. Um so, obviously, Rob Edwards is very impressed with him. But, you know, obviously, he has, he's missed, like, six weeks a season. So, he's... Oh, however many weeks. Like, what? It's more like eight weeks with international break. So, he really does have to, you know, get some game time under his belts, Get that match fitness yeah. back. Get that match sharpness. So, I, I guess, if we do sign into a contract, like, even if it's a short-term one to July this year... We need to play him a lot in development games and get that sharpness back. And then we'll have a fit Andros Townsend raring to go.
5: Yeah, I mean, I know you don't want to judge someone on one game, but he, he looked miles away from anyone in our first team, to be honest. And that's even including, you know, getting fitness and, and whatnot. But um, he showed glimpses. He patched up the play midfield quite well tonight. But, um, yeah... I wasn't overly impressed but the second half performance was really good we were just trying to walk it in the net um, we needed to take some more shots but it was really good Horlick was really really good as well to be fair it could have been a few more to leads if, um, if he hadn't made them saves so that was really good but anyway enjoy the space come on you at us for tomorrow um, and yeah we'll speak to you post-match
1: yes mate um, safe drive. cheers
5: mate take care
1: Right, Joe. you've been waiting very patiently, mate. How about you unmute and good evening to you and you tell us your thoughts on tomorrow?
6: Hello, mate. Yeah. Um, I mean, still uh, still a bit deflated from Tuesday, to be honest. Can't really stop stop thinking about it. Um, but yeah, on to tomorrow. Um, look, it's a tricky one, isn't it? You, you can only really go into it with a certain amount of expectation, right? Um but you know, hoping that obviously early kickoff um good crowds um you know it, it sort of has the makings to maybe one to maybe be one of those um special days at the Kenny, hopefully um into yeah.
1: Bournemouth right that yeah Bournemouth, exactly uh, three
6: two could be exactly yeah, yeah, um, but I think or overall. Two, one...
1: Uh, I can't you... remember. Well, was was it two it one or 3-2. 3-2. 3-2. 3-2. 3-2. Was, yeah, yeah. We went. To that our... was an early kickoff as well. Funnily yeah, enough, I brought yeah. Spurs mate with me that day, and he he's the one that told me anything can happen in twelve thirty kickoff. He was right.
6: Yeah, man. exactly, <laughs> exactly. But um, yeah, I think you know a couple of people have mentioned it, but you know for me, I it just would not be a good idea to to keep this formation. Um you know, that we played against Burnley and obviously played against Everton as well, even though, you know, it came off against Everton. But you could just see the other night after 10 minutes, you know, that there were warning signs, even I think a couple of minutes before the goal, there was a a warning sign when Berger just, you know, walked through the middle and you just sort of felt we had to change it. And you think of the players that Spurs have got, um, you know, they're going to have an absolute field day, with that amount of space in the middle, so for me, I would um uh, for me for me I would go back to you know what what got us here right you know the, the way that we have played so well um over the last year um I just think you go go back to basics tomorrow you know bring Elijah back in. I just I feel so bad for Elijah because I just don't think he's deserved to be out of the team. I think he was brilliant the first few games and then it just feels to me like we've almost tried to we've almost gone to this formation almost just to try and fit in Brown and um Ogbene. Obviously Ogbene has been brilliant, but I don't think Brown has been great. Um, no, I
1: agree with you there. Um, I've seen a lot of love for Brown online. Like he, he's been, he's been mediocre.
0: Yeah, yeah. He did, yeah. He, he, but the he whole right side's
1: been. The, game, the whole man. right side's not been great though. No, like, the, the, like <coughs> our left is where all the danger's coming from. Yeah. Like Our right side of Cabore and Brown
6: just hasn't been at the races really. And I, I, I would, I'd put a Benny. At right wing back I mean he he was um, the, the, the 10 minutes he played there on Tuesday night like he, he was so good he just you know so I, I would actually tomorrow I would put him because it, again it feels like it would be silly to for him to, you know to drop out of the team and that's probably the, one of the only reasons why we might persist with that formation is to keep Ogbene um on that left-hand side. But if we did revert back to the usual formation, I'd put him right wing back. Obviously, Elijah up front. And then it becomes a question of the middle. Um, And I think, naturally, you would probably go Marv, Pelly, and then probably Barkley or Chong. And I think, again, Chong was really good in the sort of 15, 20 minutes that he played the other night. Um, You know, he was sort of front-footed, sort of really felt like he was going to be one of our main threats. Um so there's obviously yeah a, a question about sort of how, how that midfield forms and whether you put um Barkley or or Chong.
1: Yeah. Well, fortunately we're not the ones that have to make that decision. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's it's going to be a tough one. I I completely agree with you that we should go back to the basics of having a three man midfield. I do think it is possible to have Morris and Ogbeni playing up top together. Um, Ogbeni has played as like a second striker before. But interestingly, when I did the um, under the microscope breakdown, when we signed Ogbeni, his heat map from Rotherham last season was entirely on the right hand side.
6: Yeah. 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 Exactly. Um, yeah. That... You'd
1: expect to see him in the right wing back position.
6: Yeah, yeah. I mean, to be honest, that like, I, I have, I can't say I've seen him play massively, sort of, at right wing back. I know he can play there, but you know, so I don't know how good he is at defending. Um, but at the same time, it, it almost feels like it's it's a risk worth taking, um, just because of how good he is. Going forward, and obviously, then you've got you know the one of the three that whoever the right sided centre back is can obviously cover him defensively. Um, but I, I would be tempted if to, to start him there in order to you know go back to 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 the two up top with with Elijah because um, again I just think you know if, if we can go back to that style and having you know Carlton and Elijah up top, you saw it in the first couple of games, you saw it against Chelsea defenders really struggled to play against both of them and, and it's how we know how to play. Um so yeah, that's my um that is if I was Edwards, that's that's what I would be doing. And I and I think you know we, we cannot afford to concede an early goal because I think tomorrow is one of those games where you know once we go one down, it's probably probably game over without wanting to be too negative. Um but, but just staying in that game is so important, getting to half time and just seeing, you know, if we can go and nick something, um, you know, in the second half.
1: Yeah, well, it, it is a case of, I completely agree, it is a case of staying in the game for as long as possible, seeing if we can nick something. Um, but on the point of uh, Ogbeni with his, whether he can pitch in defensively against Everton, uh, he made six recoveries, which means when when the opposing team is in possession, he has recovered the ball from them. Uh, they're not tackles. It's like losses of possession. Um, he made one clearance, one headed clearance, three additional defensive actions. So he does muck in defensively, and he's good at winning yeah. his jewels. He's won 67% or six out of nine ground jewels. Um so I, I feel he can do the job uh, right wing back yeah he, he remember we signed him from Rotherham so yeah. it's it, we signed him from a team where he has had to pitch in as part of a team unit um where he's not just like a luxury player that we you know we we sort of give the ball to and and all stare at him waiting him to do something um yeah it is such a you know, I'm sure Rob Edwards is is Really, think giving a good hard think about what his uh, what he should do tomorrow. Stick or twist with the the three up top or the you know three in midfield.
6: It is I ju- yeah agonising. I, 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 I just think against Spurs who are so good going forward and so quick going forward. I you know we we really need more men you know in the middle. And I just think if we're trying to go, if we're trying to attack and we've got sort of, you know, the the, the, the three within the front unit sort of all, you know, all up there and then we lose the ball and, and Spurs pick us off and they get down the pitch really quickly. I just, I just don't see how you cannot play three in the middle um, because they will, you know, Burnley exposed us pretty quickly Um so if you think about the likes of Madison, San, Kulusevsky, I mean, they are going to have an absolute field day if they've got um, acres of space. But could you
1: say that perhaps we we went a bit more bold against Burnley because they are our fellow relegation rival? Like we thought we had to take the game to them. Potentially. Which perhaps in the first half was a bit of a mistake.
6: Potentially, but at the same time, do you not think when you play that formation, you are sort of, you know, your your aim there is is really to sort of to go pretty attacking, especially with those, you know, with those three um, who play in the front line. You know, it's it's a very attacking unit, of course. So, I I I know what you mean, but I just think you're setting up if you if you set if you're setting up with two central midfielders. And and three sort of in the forward line, you're not setting up to be cautious, are you?
1: Yeah, very much. Like, so. It's very gung ho. It's yeah. very gung ho. Although Jacob Brown was pretty much playing as a right midfielder throughout yeah. that game, it meant it meant our press was very lopsided. Mm.
6: It, it yeah, it it was all it was all a bit. Um, it, it just wasn't. It just wasn't very fluid. Um, and, and, and even in the second, you know, I know everyone said, oh, we played really well in the second half. But if you look back at it, I think we played well. F- we, had, we had a decent, we had a good 20-minute spell. First 15 minutes of the first of the second half, I thought it was all Burnley. It was only once we managed to sort of get a grip from about the 60th minute, you know, we had a good 20-minute 20, 20 spell. Um, so you know but again i think with tomorrow it's this whole thing of you know going into the, if we're going into the international break on four points and you know with with where are the fixtures net out tomorrow as well and sort of where where we're sitting you know it, it just you don't really want to go into the international break off you know two home defeats but you know so i'd happily happily take a point right now
1: yeah um, I'm entirely with you there. Stay, stay with us, Joel. Uh, we're just going to jump across to Zach. Good evening, Zach. Thank you for patiently waiting. I hope you've written your program notes for
0: tomorrow. Good evening, everyone. Yeah, I have. I've written both. Oh, well done. um, uh, it's been a pretty manic week, but I've got it all done. I'm um, looking forward to the game. I'm going with my dad this week, and he doesn't normally come to home games, so it's going to be exciting to go with him. He doesn't go to home games. No, oh, we've got a bit of. Just, we've... just away games. Oh uh, no! He, well, he goes to. He's been. He went to uh Fulham and Everton, but ah. he didn't. He didn't go. He doesn't really go to many. He he takes me to most away games, but um, he don't. He doesn't, doesn't really get. T- can't get tickets for home games, but it's. It, I've got a bit of a complicated setup with how I go because I've been going with my mate and his dad for years, like ever since I started going. And
1: you're saying your dad is a glory hunter? That's so only just.
0: Uh, no, no, he's been seeing, he,
1: seeing the light of Luton Town.
0: No, he's been going. Uh, he went quite a bit in the championship, and uh, I, he never went in League One. But he was like, I, he didn't really need to because I was a bit young to be doing away games then. And yeah, I mean, it was. Yeah, he's, he's going to the game tomorrow, which is exciting because he's looking forward to it. But yeah, he I just go with my dad, my, No, my mate and his dad so most most games like go to some away games for them as well but yeah it's going to be looking forward to it tomorrow it's going to be a tough one it's going to be really really tough but yeah
1: yeah
0: going <laughs> to be an interesting yeah very much so yeah it's going we just got to like can't can't do what we did on tuesday that wasn't good enough like it was so easy to just cast us open straight through the middle like straight to burg 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 in midfield and he just did that one other pass and they were in we just with Spurs quality as well that just can't happen. So I think we'll be we'll set up with the five three two formation again, and who knows Elijah might be back in there. I'm not sure, not quite sure sure about him yet this season in the Premier League. Colson Morris looks like a proper striker in pre- Premier like Premier League standard striker, and I'm, I haven't seen enough of Elijah this season to make that judgment. But yeah, I think put. We need Doughty to start if he if available, and probably we had has to be in the team somehow. So yeah, I've struggled to think of the shape that we're going to play, but we need to involve all those players.
1: Would you take uh, Chieva right wing back over Kabore?
0: Yes, every day. I yeah. think I don't think Kabore is bad. I just don't think he's like the world's like, yeah. I he, he looks solid. He looks like he knows that he, he's like getting used to the team. He's knowing getting used to the club. He's starting to get into the groove of things. But overall, as a player, not massively convinced yet. He's look, he's shown glimpses of quality, but I just don't think he's like Alfie Doughty. Looks head and shoulders above him at the moment. And Giles, I'm not sure about yet either. But I think he'll find his way in soon.
1: So uh yeah, everyone that's listening, like if you want to put in your in, in the comments your preferred team for tomorrow, please go ahead. But Zach, who starts at the back then? Because Bell Bell's gonna be out for some time. I, l- lord knows why he's been called up for the Jamaican national team. <laughs> Surely. Um, no, no I don't know why. Um, because he's you know, he's uh He's been checked out, and he he could be out for a bit. Um, so, who starts on the left of
0: that back three? Uh, that or the back three, or just the back yeah, the, three?
1: Back three. Right.
0: the back three. The back three. I'm I'm not sure because I I'd, I'd like to see Burke Burke has to start if he's fit.
1: No, not a left centre back. Though. Not a
0: left centre back, obviously, but like he's he has to start preferably on the right. Lockyer probably has to start. I'd like to see Mads back in the team.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm a big Mads Anderson fan.
0: Same, same. I think I was thinking about getting like a Denmark flag with the Great Dane on it and... Oh, jeez.
1: Uh, I, I, th- I thought you were going to say I was
0: thinking of getting a Mads Anderson tattoo. No, no. <laughs> but yeah, um, he, he's he been really impressive and in the second half against Everton, he was so good. So, I think he should start. And especially with uh, Spurs attacking threat, I feel like having a more out-and-out defender, like Bell's a great defender, I think, but having Mads in there gives us that extra height in the box as well, and also, like, certain element of composure. So, Why do we uh,
1: need a height in the box? Berza, I'm trying to think of who they have in their team that's tall. No, but in general... Um,
0: uh, get yeah, they don't have anyone in their team that's tall, do they? No, but it's just, like, it's helpful to have the height in the box. I mean, we've got some tall, tall players, but regardless... Yeah, so, from, yeah. just just to play devil's advocate,
1: you don't think it'd be wise to have, like, Mengi play left-centre-back so we have the pace against oh, yeah, uh, Kulosevsky when he's, like, oh, I... uh, cutting in or
0: trying any, like we talk about him or not? Because I thought I saw something about an injury to him earlier.
1: Oh, no, Mengi's not injured.
0: Oh, oh, in that case. Oh, I don't know then. Because uh, Mads, I prefer him in the middle. So... It,
1: it, look, if Mengi is injured... I would say our defence line is absolutely fucked because we've got no one yeah. on the bench.
0: Yeah, I think Mengi played really well against Burnley, I thought. So, um, actually, I'll probably change Mads and put put, in, no, put Mengi left centre-back to deal with the pace on the right because I know kulisevsky has got really quick. So, yeah, he's rapid
1: and has a really weird running style as well.
0: Not as weird oh. as Sterling. Not as weird as-
1: oh, no, no, yeah. Sterling, Sterling's very strange running style. Kulisevsky runs sort of like... Sterling, in the sense that he's, <laughs> you know, he's, it looks like he's got a rod in his spine. That's funny, uh, yeah.
0: And then put uh, Lockyer in the middle, and then Burke on the right you know, with Mads to come on if if any injuries.
1: Do you think Lockyer's head's in the right place?
0: Well, it's it's a. Uh, I think obviously getting that goal against Everton was good, big for him because massive after the problem at Wembley to come back and play in and, and to score. It's really big for him, but. It's Premier League's a big step up and he's been playing Championship League 1 he's played Conference League 2 League 1 Championship and our Premier League and the Premier League's such a massive step up from the Championship and you can see at the second half of last season he was bossing it every game and this season we've not quite seen that yet because obviously you're up against some of the best best strikers in the world and this is like like he's going to be up against like Son tomorrow which is going to be so tough to deal with but I think Mads again coming straight from League One up, and I know he's played in the Championship before, but it's all about learning how to deal with that quality because it will take time. It will. It's not going to come straight away, and you're just going to be like Premier League standard like that. Like Colton, we've seen it. It's slowly been coming to him. He's now looking like a real threat. So yeah, I think I think his his head's in the right spot. It's just on Tuesday. Obviously, it was not a great day in the office for anyone, and it's. It's just like a mental battle because you're going to have some good games like Everton, you're going to have some bad ones like Burnley.
1: Well, I've, I've watched that first goal. I've watched Lyle Foster's goal back quite a few times now. And every single time I think to myself, yeah, Lockheed is going to win the ball this time.
0: <laughs> I haven't watched got- <laughs> myself to watch back again I haven't even watched the highlights it was it was painful but we've seen it but we've seen it before especially that second goal like I was so hyped I was so excited because we'd equalized and I thought we could go nick a winner here and I was thinking how massive it would be to just get a point or go and get a win that would be unbelievable and 25 seconds later I was, I was practically on my knees I was gutted <laughs> but I wasn't shocked yeah. It, it was uh, it it
1: was it was quick. It was actually sixty one seconds
0: from Between goal the- to goal. Wow, that's oh, that's crazy. That's almost the same. <laughs> but yeah, um, it was it was a bit like the Grimsby FA Cup game where Jordan Clark just put us ahead, and straight from kickoff, Grimsby scored. Like no, it was so 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 quick. And I remember the, the my mate who I was with, he said it would be so us to just go and concede right now, and he was proved right so quickly and. He was not happy. He was proved right, but he was proved right.
1: Oh, I was. It was absolutely devastating when that happened at Grimsby. But uh, as I said back on the podcast, like when that happened, fair play Grimsby. They did really well to take yep. it to the replay, and, that, and then absolutely school us at, up at up their place. Yeah, um, that was sensational. I uh, yeah, I am. I am so nervous about tomorrow, uh, even though I'm expecting defeat.
0: Yeah, well, I, I don't, I, I've not really been, I wasn't even that, I, actually, that's a lie, I was quite nervous for Wembley, obviously, but in once I was in the ground, I felt fine, like, I was pacing around my house for two hours, because I was ready, I was ready to leave, and no one else was in the house, and I was, I was really, really nervous, but once we got in the ground, I felt fine, and even for the shootout, I wasn't, I, just, I was just looking at my granddad and how he was, like, dealing with it all, and I was like, yeah, I'll just be like him, so I stood the same way as him, but... um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like hands behind back and everything, but I think no, I've been nervous to no games this season. I think tomorrow's another one of those where it's a bit of more free hit. It's not a complete free hit, obviously, because it's not like the result like doesn't matter at all. But it's a one where we do need to. Realistically, I'd really like to get something, but if we don't, it's not exactly a shock. I mean, Spurs are one of the best teams in the league this season. They 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 yet to lose in the league. So they're definitely, definitely one of her better teams to play, and we're not playing them at that ideal time. They're all feeling like really hyped. So obviously, they just cut, they're coming off the back of a massive win over Liverpool and a draw against their biggest rivals, which they haven't done at, away in a while. So they've really got their tails up. So it'd be it would be amazing to get something out tomorrow. But overall, I'm not feeling that nervous because obviously expect not expecting much, but it's the off chance that we do get something and the ecstasy to come with that.
1: A small glimmer of hope that I'm sort of clinging on to is what with all the, the the news in the media this week about how uh, Liverpool are wanting a replay, even though that's not going to happen. Um, and how essentially the game was for a better lack of word rigged or whatever. Um, I'm hoping that sort of throws off and has um has um derailed the the Tottenham team to some extent maybe taking their eye off the ball a little bit that that's yeah. that's what I'm hoping it's a thin sliver
0: of same, hope. same. I mean it was that, that whole situation is ridiculous like, I was watching the Birmingham game earlier and they got given such a bad like, it was never a pen and there's just so many bad decisions flying around at the moment again there was Talk about us having a pen on Tuesday as well. It's just that was a pen. That was a pen. I didn't if have. A pen,
1: if but... It was. It was nailed on as a penalty.
0: Yeah. yeah. Back. I think it should have been a pen. But again, we've had so many go against us this so yeah, But again, but, but we've had some go for us. So that's just the way the way it works. But I think VAR is just this season. Within just a few games, I've learned that VAR is not for, fit for purpose at the moment, is it? I was.
1: Well, I pointed it out in the post-match space the reason why I think the VAR hasn't been used yet, at Luton, because um, <laughs> if you look at it, it's actually um, like l- below waist height, uh,
0: yeah. the
1: screen. So a referee to inspect the screen would actually have to get on his hands and knees to to watch it. You'd have to get right. into like a dog pose,
0: yeah, I to- just
1: just to get a look at the screen.
0: I don't think they can be asked to just go and look at the screen because we haven't had that once this season, have we? We've no. had. Again, the, the Wolves pen, they should have gone and had a look at the screen because that was not a pen, but we got yeah. it. The Burnley one was a pen, fair play. The There's just been so many decisions where it was just not gone for us or gone for us when it shouldn't have. And yeah, I'm hoping that the Spurs are feeling a bit too uh, complacent for the game tomorrow because they'll be like, oh yeah, like, supposedly worst team in the league, which we're not away tomorrow. Let's go and smash them. But... If if the ground's rocking, if we if we get something early, or if we shut them out for the first half, they could be in for a bit of a shock.
1: I very much hope so. I, I see uh, Christian has unmuted. Chris, what's on your mind, mate?
3: No, um, uh, I was gonna say I have heard the the VAR controversy that happened with uh, I believe it was Liverpool and Spurs. I gotta say, VAR, great technology, great idea, especially for getting calls right. But I think just, like, listening to the ref's audio feed about that, I think that there needs to be, like, maybe some new rules about communication between the on-field refs and the VRA ref. It was Um, very
1: confusing, wasn't it? Like, the language they were using.
3: Yes, it was. They're talking like robots. It was. um, uh, I believe that – I believe the person on VAR assumed that the on-field call was goal, and that was never confirmed to him because because I guess that's just not something that's in the – in the proper way to use it, uh, and and it really should be. Uh, I I don't know if I agree with Liverpool's uh, position on wanting a replay, um, uh, but I definitely think Liverpool has a point that VAR VAR needs to be um, needs to be kind of reworked if it's going to be effective.
1: Yeah. Well, what, what was it? Potch said today. He said, "I I like the car. I don't trust the driver," which is very very true um, because you have kind of incompetent refs who don't understand well they, they should use it more they should lean on it more but they should also know how to use it which yeah. is quite I guess I should ask
3: sorry Go for uh, it. sorry but... Go for it. sorry um uh, uh, I guess I should ask has anyone else here heard the audio from um uh, uh from that game about the refs Everyone's talking about... it. yeah Everyone yeah has yeah. heard uh, it. it's yeah. gone around it. the world Great.
0: good process. Mm, nice fun. <laughs> good process, yeah. lads. <laughs> yeah, okay. last
3: you can you could hear it in their voice. They knew that the second that they realized that they had messed up, they knew that they had messed up. They realized that what they had just done was going to be talked about around the world for weeks to come. Like,
0: really? Yeah.
3: yeah.
0: The, the biggest thing is, like that, is that Liverpool
1: have got their way, and now they they they're not going to have Darren England's officiating their games for the rest of the season. Like we don't want him. <laughs> how, how come they get to choose who they have?
0: No, I say get him in the next game for Liverpool and see the reaction, see and just maybe give the other team a dodgy pen and just see uproar. It would be hilarious in the Angry Scouts's back. That'd be so good to see.
4: I think there might be some concerns over his safety, but yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's true. Oh, no, is true. that why
1: they've they've taken him off? Just for of his safety.
4: And his Yeah, probably. Oh, Jesus,
1: who's who's going to attack? Oh, actually, I say who's going to attack refs. I saw a video at grassroots where a dad chased a referee across a pitch the other day. That that was pretty disgraceful.
4: Well, happens.
1: It it, it does. It it does happen. As, uh, as as I've seen a few videos like that, people disrespecting referees. Um. So does anyone else want to request to speak, uh, give their thoughts ahead of tomorrow's game? Um, if not, any of the current speakers, anything else on your mind ahead of the game tomorrow?
4: Yeah, I was thinking, looking back at that Og oh, at right wing back, I think, I think it's just, so, I think it's so risky to put him there tomorrow. You think it's risky considering who's going to be up against? I know he he was good against that. He was. He was good at right wing back against Burnley, but he had no defence. He was only there for the last ten minutes. He didn't have any defending to do. It was all our oh, pressure. I don't think you can really give a fair judgment of him at wing back.
1: But you think Kabore will be able to defensively hold up?
4: I mean, he wasn't. He wasn't great. He was poor against Burnley, but at least he is an actual wing back. That is his natural position. So I think I'd stick with Kabore. It, it was. I think it was just. He has, I think he's been really good this season, Kabore. And I think it's just one poor performance you can't. Because we haven't really got any other options there. I guess, well, I mean, you could put Doughty there and you put Giles on the left or you put Ogbeni there, but I think Ogbeni would be a big risk up against Son. A makeshift wing back against the best winger in the league. Well, the best left winger in the league is a bit risky, but. We'll see.
1: Let's hope we just kick the shit out of them tomorrow from minute one and the ball is not turned on.
0: That would be class. I mean, I think we need to get Marv to man mark Madison tomorrow. Just yeah. make sure he stays he, not let him create anything. Just make literally follow him, even in, in the change rooms last time. Just make make sure he knows where he is all the time. Just never never let him out of sight. Just Madison's such a to be fair, he's a great player. And he's extremely creative. And if Sander Berg was ripping us to pieces on, on Tuesday, then we can't let Madison do the same because he would make it 10 times worse.
1: So the take home point is have Marv sitting, just having Madison in front of him pretty much for the entire game. I yep. mean, that's fair. That's yep. fair. It,
4: does, it leave, that. does leave a big gap. in the rest, the the midfield, though, was not sure yeah, Kelly would really cover that well, but we'll I...
1: I think having two sisters could work quite nicely and then have Barkley ahead of them, sort of connecting everything else up
4: ahead. I think you've got to find a way to integrate Barkley back into the team, personally.
1: He's vital. He is vital.
0: Yeah. I see him start tomorrow, that would be nice to see because obviously we haven't seen him since the West Ham game, I don't think.
4: Yeah. Well, I think if Edwards is bringing Townsend in, I think it's... Uh, head that like he's going to stick with this three up three up, three up front with two wingers I think that's yeah. what got would
1: we've got to wait until um, we have to wait pretty much until uh, La Conga comes back for this uh, two man midfield to properly pay dividends
4: in my yeah. opinion Clark, oh,
1: yeah, Clark's still (laughs) a while away. I actually spoke to him at Fulham because he was in the crowd. He said he was still like, you know, it was going to be November until he was back on the grass.
4: Mm. That's that because he
1: won't be game ready until December.
4: Well, he 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 what that will that be the time that Laconga's back anyway? So,
1: I've I've heard uh, will be back uh, for the Christmas schedule. That's all right. Yeah, Wait, I'm it's not great. It's it's not where you want the injuries to be
0: happening. No, but I feared I feared worse. I thought he'd be out till upwards of like January, February time. But that's it's good to have him come back for the congested Christmas schedule. Yeah, go on, Christian.
3: <sighs> yeah, um, yeah. So I'm gonna agree with uh, with the earlier point of hopefully we can just kick the shit out of the Spurs tomorrow. Uh, I'm waking up at 6 a.m. to watch the game tomorrow, so they better get a good result or else um, or else I'm gonna kind of be disappointed for the rest of the day, especially waking up that early on a Saturday morning. Um, but but you know, I think tomorrow will go good and uh, and uh, I also think my uh, my sacrifice of waking up at 6 a.m on a Saturday will hopefully be worth it.
1: Yeah. Well, I very much hope so. I reckon that's probably us done for this pre-match phone-in. Thank you very much to everyone that has had a little word and given us your thoughts. You can for people who aren't listening to this, you can check this out across our pod follow. Check out our socials. We are loosin town on Facebook, we are loosing town on Twitter, the Walk Podcast on Twitter, we're on TikTok, Instagram, Telegram, Discord, and Reddit. Follow across all socials. We currently have a Black Star Fly 3 giveaway going on. So check that out. Come on, you hatters. Sports Social Podcast Network.